0: songs while we wait for more people to finish connecting to the internet Uh, and as people continue to call the telephone number we will give everybody time to connect to the live services we'll play one or two more songs and then we will begin today's sermon please worship the Lord with us as we sing these songs
1: It's
2: time
0: page number 10, page 10, and if you don't have a copy of our songbook, you can turn into the Bible, to the book of Psalm, chapter 57, because this song is from the Bible, Psalm chapter 57 in the Old Testament, Psalm chapter 57, verses 7 through 11, verse 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Again, it's Psalm chapter fifty-seven, verse seven through eleven. This comes from uh, the Bible, and uh, it, it might not be word per word. It might not be exact of exactly the way it's worded in the Bible. Uh, when we have music to it, they may rearrange the words, rearrange the verses. In order to make a song out of it, so that it may not match 100%, but you will see some of these words in Psalm 57, verse 7 through 11. Let's worship the Lord together on page 10. God, my heart is steadfast, O oh God. My heart is steadfast, O God. Oh God. Oh God. my God. heart is steadfast. I would sing, yes,
2: so I would sing, yes, sing praise. My heart is oh steadfast, O oh God. Awake my glory. Awake,
0: oh awake my heart and light.
2: Awake,
3: oh awake my glory. Awake, oh awake my heart
2: and light. I will awaken the dawn.
3: God, give
2: thanks unto thee, O Lord, among among the people. I sing praise to thee, O Lord,
1: among among
2: the nations. Loving kindness is great to the heavens. And I truth His grace to the clouds. Be exalted above the heavens.
0: everybody, welcome to the people that's listening to the live broadcast, which includes uh, Regina over there in Arizona, and Kiki in uh, Australia, and then later in the day, uh, AJ will be listening in the archives in South Korea, and Nicholas in Australia as well, and Regina's sister Sharon in Australia as well, so we're getting more and more people in Australia, praise Jesus, and around the world. Uh, Don't forget Meekness in Zimbabwe, and Brother Seth in Ethiopia as well. They're not able to listen to the services because they're in Africa and the internet problems that exist there, but they will receive the sermon notes in the mail there in Africa and uh, so we're going to start in prayer here in just a minute but uh, i'm going to go ahead and turn off the chat room and the reason i have to turn off the chat room is because when i am praying or when i am preaching i will not be able to watch the chat room so i won't be able to read what you're saying while i'm preaching because i'm going to be focusing on the scripture and focusing on the sermon, so I won't be able to read what you put in the chat room after I mute or turn off the chat room. And also, this is to prevent troublemakers, atheists and mockers and unbelievers, to prevent them from coming into the room, causing trouble, telling lies, and stuff like that, at a time when I cannot do anything about it because I cannot see the chat room while I'm preaching. So to avoid troublemakers, I have to turn off the chat room. Okay, so the chat room is turned off now. Now, if anybody gets disconnected if anybody gets disconnected from the services, all you need to do is to come back into the room, uh, exit out, you might have to sign out, and then sign back in, come back into the room. And if that still does not work, you can try calling the telephone number, which is on the website at isawthelightministries.com, and look for the page about services. Which is if you go to the the menu, the menu on the website, look for the part that says more pages. And when you click on more pages then look for the part that talks about uh, services or, or audio, and you will find about the services. Once you find found the page that talks about how to listen to the services, you will find the phone numbers listed there. And, and you can call in over the phone if, if the Internet uh, gives you problems. So there's different ways that you can listen. And there's a phone number for Australia, and there's a phone number for people in the United States as well. Uh, and I won't be able to give people uh, a chance to talk in this chat room because this is not really a chat room to be talking with one another and asking questions. That, that's really not why we're here today. We're not here for a chat room. But we are here to listen. To the sermon. So I'm going to move the computer over here closer to where I will be preaching from, and after I get the computer moved over here, then we will go into prayer. Okay, let's go in prayer now. Lord, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we say to you, Father, happy seventh day. We thank you, Father, for this seventh day that you have given us. Thank you for teaching us about this seventh day. Thank you for teaching us about your ten commandments and all of your commandments. Thank you for gathering more people together to receive your truth. Thank you for calling and choosing more people. Thank you for teaching more people. Thank you for saving more people. Thank you for this opportunity right now, today, to hear your word, to receive your speech, your, your talk your word what you have to say to us today please open our ears and our heart to receive your word please help us to understand and please help us to apply what we learn so that your word will not return void nor vain but shall accomplish the purpose of which forth it has been sent. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Praise Jesus. Let's turn in the Bible to the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 2. Today is November the 3rd. 2018 AD in the year of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in God's calendar this is the 25th day of the seventh month we just got back from the Feast of Tabernacles Couple of days ago, we got back here on Thursday, wasn't it? Yes, Thursday, November first. We got back here from the Fiesta of Tabernacles. We was camping in the woods for nine, uh, eight or nine nights. The Fiesta itself is eight days, but we had to go an extra day in order to set up the tent before the fiesta began. So we actually camped for nine nights. And for people that are just right now, coming to learn the truth, I know that you did not have time to prepare. I know that you could not keep the fiesta of tabernacles this year because you were just beginning to learn truth so I understand that and Jesus understands that but now that you are learning and accepting more and more truth next year you can keep the fiesta of tabernacles as required in the commandments of the Bible but before we even come to the fiesta of tabernacles next year there will also be other holy days later, uh, sooner, before that. The next holy day that we have is going to be Hanukkah, and that will be January the 1st. January the 1st through the 8th is going to be eight days, just like the Fiesta of Tabernacles, with eight days. January the 1st, the first day of January, Eight days, January 1st through January the 8th of next year, 2019. So that's two months away. And that will be our next Holy Day. Those particular Holy Days of the Fiesta of Dedication which people call Hanukkah, it is in the Bible, in the book of Maccabees which is not in most people's Bibles, because a lot of the Bibles have removed the book of Maccabees. But the book of Maccabees was originally in the Bible. It was in the original Bible that Jesus used, and it was in the 1611 King James Version also. The Alpha and Omega Bible, Has the book of Maccabees because it was in the original Bibles. So if you have read all the Bible but have not read the book of Maccabees, then I encourage you over the next two months to read the book of Maccabees. There is one Maccabees, two Maccabees, three Maccabees, and four Maccabees. And so you have two months read all four books of Maccabees and then you will be ready for the fiesta of dedication which is called Hanukkah the eight days of Hanukkah two months to learn about that to read the Bible and to prepare prepare for those days we will talk more about that later in the coming weeks and it is on the website you can learn about it on the website and also on the website at isawthelightministries.com, on the bottom of every page, there is a search box where you can type in a word or, or words that you're searching for. So if you cannot find the article or if you don't know where the article is in the website, you can go to the bottom of any page on the ministry website and type in. The search box, what you are looking for, and it will give you the search results. So you can type in the word Hanukkah, and it will search the entire website, and it will show you every page on the ministry website that talks about Hanukkah. And so you can read about it and find the article very easily, like that. And that is true for any topic. For any subject, you can type in what you are looking for, and it will give you every page on the website that talks about whatever the word is that you're looking up in the search box. That is on the website. You don't have to go to Google. You don't have to go to any search engine. You can use the search box that is on the bottom of every page on the ministry website to do your searching Of the topic any topic at the ministry website now let's talk about today's topic today's subject what we are talking about today is how to hear the voice of God that is the title of today's sermon how to hear the voice of God that's very important Amen. very important how to hear the voice of God in Revelation chapter 2 verse 7 Revelation chapter 2 verse 7 he who has an ear let him hear what the Spirit says to the congregations of called out ones To him who overcomes, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is Jesus, which is in the paradise of theos. The Alpha and Omega Bible translates the word God to the word theos. The reason for that is the original Bibles used the word theos. That is the Greek word for God, but it is also the uh, original uh, agent, old, Hebrew word for God. It is not just a Greek word. Theos is also a Hebrew word. It was originally Hebrew before it was Greek. And most people pronounce theos as theos or something like that. Theos, 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 yeah. Most people say theos or something like that. But that's not truly correct. That is not correct to say theos. Even though if you go to YouTube, or encyclopedia or dictionary or Strong's concordance, all these different websites will tell you, pronounce it as Theos, that they are all wrong. Because I have studied very much and researched very much about the original Hebrew language and the Greek. And the conclusion that I must come to is that it is theos because the first part of the word is the, T-H-E, in Hebrew would have had the 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 sound rather than the sound. So it's, it's pronounced differently from what the books would tell you. So that is what John wrote. John, one of the 12 apostles, one of the 12 disciples of Jesus, John, wrote the book of Revelation. And when he wrote this verse, he would have wrote theos. He did not write the word God, because the word God is German, and John did not write German. He wrote Hebrew and Greek. There is nothing wrong with the word God. We can say God. There is nothing wrong with saying God. But I am translating the Bible and trying to use the original words. Now it says here that he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. The Spirit is the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is the Holy Ghost of Jesus Christ. Amen. So he who has he, he an ear, let him hear what God says, the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Ghost. But how? How? We're going to learn that. But first, let's go down to verse 11. Verse 11. He who has an ear, let him hear. What the Spirit says to the congregations of called out ones. He who overcomes will not be hurt by the second death. Second death. That verse proves that some people will die two times. Not just one time, but two times. You cannot have second death without dying. A second time, Amen. The congregation of called out ones—that is talking about us. That is the translation for the word church. If you look at any other Bible, it will say church, but the original word was not church. The original word was the Greek word ecclesia, ecclesia. And that word means a congregation of called out people. A congregation that has been called out of the false church, called out of the world, called out from sin, called out from deception and lies and false doctrines. We are a congregation worldwide in Australia, in South Korea, in America, in Africa, and in Canada. And across the world, we are the congregation of called out people. You have been called to leave the Catholic Church. You have been called to leave the Baptists and the Pentecostals and the other denominations. Of mankind, because we are the people of God. We are the people of Theos. We are the people of Jesus. We are called out from the false church, and we are called to worship Jesus in the truth. Amen. Look at verse 17. Verse 17. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the congregations of called out ones, to him who overcomes, to him I will give of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone and a new name written on the stone which no one knows but he who receives it. This says that once we enter into God's kingdom, we will be given, a new name which we, which will be written on a white stone that white stone will be like a passport into his kingdom it will be like your new passport or you, your new nationalization papers your immigration papers your citizen your citizenship papers The white stone with your new name on it will be your citizenship into the kingdom of God. And it will not be made by paper, but rather will be a stone with your brand new name on it. Amen. Wonderful. Amen. We are citizens of the kingdom of God. It says, he who has an ear. He who has an ear. That is talking about your spiritual ears. That is not talking about flesh and blood, physical body. But rather, it is talking about your spiritual ability to hear the voice of God. Look at verse 29. He who has an ear. Talking about spiritual hearing, spiritual hearing. Let him hear what the Spirit says to the congregations of called out ones. Look at chapter three, Revelation chapter three, verse six. Revelation chapter three verse six. He who has it here, let him hear what the Spirit says to the congregations of called out. Once. Verse 13, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the congregations of called out ones. Verse 22, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the congregations of called out ones. It says this seven times. Seven times same words any time that the bible repeats itself and uses the same words over and over then it is very important that you listen to what he is saying amen he says it over and over to get your attention to let you know That it's not coincidence to let you know it's very important to listen and to pay attention. Amen. He wants us to listen to Him, He wants us to learn the truth, He wants us to understand the truth. Amen. That is what He wants. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to us. We are the church. We are the called out ones. We are the congregation. He is talking to us. He is talking to you. He is talking to me. He is talking to this church, to this congregation, because we are his people. Amen. And we are his children. But how can we hear the voice of God? I will tell you how. Let's go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. You do not yet have a copy, paperback, real copy of the Alpha and Omega Bible yet. You don't have that yet, you can download it onto your computer or onto your telephone for free. You can download an electronic copy that you can read on your computer. And everybody still needs. A physical paperback copy, also. But until you receive your paperback copy, you can use the electronic copy on the internet that you can download onto your computer. You can download it onto your smartphone, your mobile phone, your cell phone, and use that until you get your paperback copy. And you can find that on the website also. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 but just as it is written these things which the eye has not seen and the ear has not heard the ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of mankind all that has prepared for those who love him. Most people read this verse and wrongfully assume that it means that we cannot know anything. Most people in most churches read verse 9 and they believe that it means that we cannot hear the voice of God. They think it means we cannot know or understand the mysteries of God and that we cannot know what has been prepared for us in the next life or prophecy. Most people think this verse means that we cannot know or understand The deep things, the important things, and prophetic things. But people are wrong because that is not what this verse means. Because if you read the next verse, it tells you that that is not what this verse means. Too many people are reading only one verse. But when you read this verse, you need to go to the next verse, and the next verse, and the next verse. You need to read the entire chapter, and you need to read the entire Bible, the whole Bible, in order to understand Scripture. So it is wrong to only read this one verse by itself and misinterpret it. Because look what verse 10 says. Verse 10 says, but to us, us, Who is us? You and me. We are the church. We are the congregation. And what we read in the book of Revelation seven times in the book of Revelation is he that has a ear, let him hear. That means we can. We can hear. We can understand. He wants us to hear. He wants us to listen. He wants us to understand. It is not impossible. It is not impossible. To us, the congregation, Theos revealed them through the Spirit. He revealed them. That word them is referring back to the things in verse 9, the things prepared for those who love him. It says in verse 10, but to us, theos revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of theos. Deep things is talking about things that takes more time, more energy, more effort to understand. It is not what is on the cover. The old saying here in English in America, old saying of don't judge a book by its cover. If you judge a book by its cover, then the only thing that you see or know is only the words and the picture on the front of the book. But a deep thing will be what is in the middle page, what is in the middle the middle of the book what is very deep into the book what is so deep in the book that the only way that you would learn it is only if you read all of it amen the deep things not only is it deep in the book of the bible but it is also deep in the heart it is deep in the spirit. It is deep in the mind. It is something that cannot be learned unless you're looking for it or unless God reveals it to you. And it is also required that you have the Spirit of God in you. As we're going to read in the following verses, It explains that you cannot understand the deep things without the Spirit of God here in this same verse verse 10 he says that he reveals these things through the spirit through the spirit or by the spirit it is revealed it is not revealed just by a dictionary it is not revealed just by an encyclopedia or a website. It is not revealed only by human knowledge or human intelligence or human education. You can go to college year after year after year after year. You can go to college for 10 years. You can go to college for 100 years and still not learn the truth about the Bible. Amen. Because the people that are teaching in the college about the Bible, they themselves do not understand the Bible. Amen. College professors with the education and intelligence of the human brain do not understand the Bible because they do not have the Spirit of God. The only thing they have is human education. But we need God education. Amen. We need spirit education. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost teach us all things. It is Jesus that was called Rabbi, Master, Lord, God, Theos. And it says that he teaches us. All things. He is our teacher. The Bible also says that He has called or chosen and appointed human teachers as well. But those human teachers that God has called, that God has chosen, is not the teachers in the college of a human brain or a college of a brick building, but rather in church in the congregation of Jesus Christ. The teachers that God has called, the teachers that God has chosen, is the pastor and the apostle, the evangelist and the prophet of the Bible. These are the people that teach us the word of God. Not by human education, but rather by God education. But it still requires also the spirit of God. It is required that you receive the Spirit of God to understand everything. You might can understand some of what I'm saying. You might can understand some of the ministry website, the basic things, the elementary things, such as the seventh day, the Sabbath. That is very basic, very elementary, because it is one of the Ten Commandments the seventh day that we are required to rest and to worship on the seventh day of the week that is very very basic that is very beginning of understanding and accepting the truth but to understand deeper things to understand the mysteries of God you must receive the Spirit of God that gives you the ability to understand the deep things of God. Let's continue to read in the Bible. Verse 11. Verse 11. For who among men knows the things of a man except for the Spirit of the man who is from Theos, so that we may know the things freely given to us? By Theos. Uh, I think I may have skipped a word or two there or a verse. My eyes are a little blurry, so I'm going to read verse 11 again. Verse 11 For who among men knows the things of a man except, except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the things of the Theos no one knows except for the spirit of Theos. Verse 12, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from Theos, so that we may know the things given to us by Theos. It says, we may know, or we can know, we may know. It is not impossible. It is not impossible to know prophecy, it is not impossible to understand the hidden mysteries the deep things of God it is not impossible to understand what is going to happen in the future we can know these things the Bible says so we can we will know these things verse 13 which things we also speak not in words taught by human wisdom but in those taught by the Spirit combining spiritual thoughts With spiritual words. But a natural man, talking about the physical man, does not accept the things of the spirit of theos, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. Amen. The atheist, the unbeliever, and the people in the false church, they Reject the truth that we share with them because they do not have the Spirit of God. And they cannot understand the spiritual truth. They cannot understand the scripture. They cannot understand the Bible. They cannot understand the truth because they are not saved. They do not have the Spirit of God. Amen. Verse 15. But he who is spiritual appraises all things, yet he himself is appraised by no one. What does the word appraise mean? If I have a gold ring or a piece of gold and I want to know how much it is worth, I can go to a place where an expert who knows about gold knows everything about gold or a diamond, and I can ask that person his expert opinion about how much the gold ring is worth, and he would tell me. And that is called getting it appraised. Having an expert determine how much something is worth, what is the value of it, you can get you can get a diamond appraised or you can get a gold necklace appraised which means which means you have somebody to tell you how much it is worth So, verse 15 he who is spiritual appraises everything in other words he who is saved he who has the Spirit of God he who has a spiritual mind and thinks with the spirit of God we will judge everything to see how much it is worth we will judge a doctrine to see how much it is worth we will judge a teaching a doctrine a belief to see how much it is worth we will judge a website or a article See how much it is worth when we go to a website, we pray over it every time. Every website, we should be doing this because on the internet, the internet is full of lies, snares, traps of the devil, deceptions, false teachings, false prophets, false churches. The internet is full. Of lies most of the internet is not worth anything most of the internet has no good value it is not real gold it is fake gold and it is trying to steal your truth the internet most internet ministry churches are trying to steal your reward God and trying to deceive you, lie to you, and trick you so that you would not believe the truth. So every time you go to a ministry website, you need to spiritually appraise it, which means spiritually judge it to see how much it is worth to God. Is that website telling the truth? or Is that website junk? Is that website a lie? Is that website from the devil? Or is that website from God? We need to judge the value. Is it junk or is it important to God? Most most of the internet is junk. And how do we know? How do you know which website is the truth and which website is junk? Is through the Spirit of God you must have the Spirit of God and you must be praying and you must be reading the Bible and studying the Bible and asking God is this website the truth or is it junk is it a lie we should ask our Heavenly Father for the truth and for spiritual understanding And we should take all things in prayer. Amen. Let's continue to read verse 16. Verse 16 says, For who has known the mind of the Lord? He that he will instruct him that we have the mind of Christ. It says, We have the mind of Christ. So anything that Christ knows, We can know. We can. We can know anything that Christ knows. It is not impossible. And the reason it is not impossible to know everything that Christ knows is because we should not be thinking with our physical brain about spiritual things. Because it said that the natural person, talking about the physical flesh and blood, your physical brain cannot understand the spirit because your physical brain is not spirit. Your physical brain only understands what you can see with your eyes. Your physical brain can only understand what it can see in front of it, what you can touch, what you can taste, what you can smell, the physical things of the world understand spiritual things you must think with the mind of Christ it is only by the spirit mind the spirit the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost the mind of Christ that we can understand the angels and we can understand God and we can understand the Bible and the deep things and the hidden mysteries in So, how do you hear the voice of God? Step number one, receive the Spirit. We must have the Spirit of God. It says, he that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. You cannot hear the Spirit with your physical ears all the time. Sometimes you might can, but most of the time, You cannot hear the voice of God with your physical ears. Sometimes you can, but most times you cannot hear the voice of God out loud. So you must have the spirit of God, the mind of God, the ears of God, the eyes of God, the mouth of God. If God lives in you, then you have all of this. If God lives in you, and you have the mouth of God the eyes of God the ears of God the hands of God the feet of God because we are the body of God we are the body of Christ the Bible says so the Bible says you are we are the body of Christ we are not God but God is in us and he walks in us he sees through our eyes. He listens through our eyes. And everything we see and we hear, God sees. God hears. If you see it, God sees. If you hear it, God hears it. Amen. And vice versa. Amen. If God sees it, if God hears it, then we also should be able to see it and to hear it. We should have his same emotions. When God cries, we should feel his tears in our body. When God is sad, we should be sad. When God is angry, we should be angry. When God is happy, we should be happy because we should feel God in us. And if we become more spiritual thinking, more spiritual in our heart, more spiritual in our mind, more spiritual in our life, then we will feel the emotions of God. And that is something that we should want and should receive as we grow closer and closer to Him and receive more and more of His Spirit. And continue to live for him, we will feel him more and we will hear him more and know him more over time. It takes time and it's one day at a time. Let's go to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter two, starting in verse thirty seven. Acts two, verse thirty seven. Acts two, verse thirty seven. Peter was preaching Peter was sharing the Word of God for these people and it was the day of Pentecost which is in the summertime it was summertime it was Jerusalem and Peter had just got done preaching the Word of God verse 37 now when they heard this when they heard the sermon that Peter preached they were pierced. the heart that means they were convicted of their sins they felt guilty and said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles brethren or brothers what should we do these people heard the word of God they heard the sermon which Peter had preached and they became feeling guilty about their sins because of what they heard Peter say. A sermon should make people feel guilty sometimes. Amen. And it should help you to want not serve God more. These people said, what should we do? They wanted to know how to get saved. In verse 38, Peter said to them, repent. Repent. That word repent means turn around. That's what it means, turn around. Which means you stop going the wrong direction, the wrong way, and you turn around and go the correct way. You have been on the wrong path, the wrong road, going the wrong direction. You have been sinning. You have been keeping pagan holidays. You have been going to a false church. You have been believing the lies of false religion. You have been going the wrong direction. Repent means to stop go stop going the wrong direction turn around and start going the correct direction it means to stop keeping the pagan holidays and begin keeping the true holidays stop keeping Sunday and start keeping Saturday the seventh day stop going the wrong and start going the right direction So that's what Peter said to do, is to repent, to change direction, to turn around. Then, he said, then each of you be baptized, immersed in the name of Jesus Christ. He said, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. He did not say, be baptized in Yahshua's name. It was not written. Who wrote this? Luke, one of the 12 disciples of Jesus. Luke was a doctor. And Luke wrote the book of Acts. And Luke is quoting what Peter said. And Peter said to be baptized in the name of Jesus. When Luke wrote this, quoting what Peter said, He wrote the name Jesus. He did not write Yahshua. Did not write Yahshua. He wrote Jesus. Amen. Mm -hmm. That is the name that was written in the Bible Jesus, not Yahshua. And Peter said Jesus, and Luke wrote down the name of Jesus. And why should we do this? It says, to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Now, the false churches will say that all you have to do for forgiveness of sins is just only pray. Just pray. The false church says all you've got to do is say one prayer and you are forgiven. Of your sins. But the Bible says you must be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. Amen. That is what the Bible says. Be baptized, repent first, repent, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. That is what the Bible says. Now, of course, we also pray. Of course we pray. But it is also required that we be baptized. And when it says baptized, that means to be fully immersed with water. Fully, fully immersed with water. That means your entire body go under the water, not just sprinkling not just a little bit of water on top of the head, but rather your entire body go underwater. That is what the word baptism means. Baptize or baptism, it means to be completely, completely your entire body under the water. So people in the Lutheran Church and people in the Catholic Church, the people in the Greek Orthodox Church and and Russian Orthodox Church that teaches that baptism is just a sprinkle on top of your head—that is wrong. That is not baptism. A sprinkle on top of the head is not baptism. The word "baptized" means to become completely dipped, completely immersed in the water. So if he was baptized in the Catholic Church, or Lutheran, or Orthodox Church, he was not baptized. He was not baptized in those churches, because a sprinkle is not baptism. Now it says to be baptized in the name of Jesus. It does not say be baptized in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, or the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Does not say that. It says be baptized in Jesus' name. Some people think that it says be baptized in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost in Matthew 28. But that was not in the original Bible. Matthew, that particular verse in Matthew 28. The Catholic Church and the Pope admits, they admit that they added those words to the Bible in Matthew 28. So where it says, if you have a Bible that says the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in Matthew 28, you should write, you should scratch that out because that was not in your original Bible. Matthew 28, yes, was in the Bible, but not those words, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Catholic Church admits they added that to the Bible. The Alpha and Omega Bible has it correct and leaves out those words that the Catholic Church admits that they added to the Bible. Now, notice what it says after this in verse 38 In the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins and You will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Talking about when you are baptized. So this is how you receive the Spirit of God. We call the Spirit of God that comes into your body the Holy Ghost. And the reason we call it Holy Ghost is because when Jesus died, And then came back to life. The word ghost means a person that died, but is now still alive. He is still living and walking, even though he died. That is the definition of a ghost. A person that died, but he is still walking. He is still moving around, even though he died. That is different. From spirit it is a different definition spirit and it's not an evil ghost but it's a holy ghost it says holy ghost so there's a difference it's not evil ghost it is holy ghost now Holy Spirit and Holy ghost is still the one spirit of God God does not have two spirits. Or three spirits, or four spirits. God has only one spirit. But we call his spirit Holy Spirit when it is referring to him outside our body and in Old Testament times also. So in Old Testament times, we call his spirit the Holy Spirit because he had not died yet in the Old Testament so we can't say Holy Ghost in Old Testament because he did not die in Old Testament so spirit is more correct in Old Testament but after he died he became a ghost he became a dead person that came to life which is defined by a different English word of ghost. And the word ghost refers to that he died, which means also when he died, he bled for our sins, that he became a sacrifice for our sins. If you say spirit, it does not have any meaning of blood. It has no meaning of sacrifice. Spirit has no meaning of forgiveness of sins. But goes means he died, he bled for us, he became a sacrifice for us. So the word goes in the New Testament when we refer to that we are receiving the part of God that died for us. Remember that when Jesus came to the earth, in the form of a human baby at birth that was only part of god jesus is god the only part of god came down out of heaven and came by birth to Mary, and that is only part of god and that part of god is the only part of god that died For us, the rest of God stayed in heaven, and Jesus prayed to the rest of God. It is not two different spirits or three different spirits. No, it is one spirit, one person, one God, one being, but only part of Him came to earth, and only that one part of Him. Died for you, and that one part is what we call the Holy Ghost. But the part that stayed in heaven and never came to earth that is what we call Holy Spirit. They are the one same spirit, they are the same spirit, but two different parts of the spirit. For example, I can call my left hand, I'll call it my left hand, my right hand. I call it my right hand but I am one person I have two parts I have my left hand I have my right hand but I am one person God is one person one spirit but part of him stayed in heaven and the other part came to earth that part that came to earth is the Holy Ghost the part that died The part that bled for us became sacrifice for us but the part that never came down from heaven that is what we call Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost are two different parts of God but he is one spirit one person one God I hope that really helps you to understand the difference between Holy Spirit and Holy Ghost so it says here that when you are baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins you receive the Holy Ghost the part of God that came and died for us that is what helps you to understand the Bible when you receive his Holy Ghost that is the Spirit of God one spirit one person one God and That Spirit of God that we call the Holy Ghost gives us the ability to have the mind of Christ, to think like Christ, to think like God, to feel his emotions, to see things the way he sees things. That when we turn on the television and there is something on TV that is evil, God inside us, the Holy Ghost inside us tells us that is evil. Turn it off. We feel it. We hear it. We hear his voice speak to us. That is evil. Turn it off or turn the channel. Same thing with radio. Same thing with a website. If we have the Holy Ghost in us and the Holy Ghost inside us sees A website that is junk, the Holy Ghost says to us, that website is junk. Delete it. Turn it off. Go back to I Saw the Light Ministries. Amen. So how do you hear the voice of God? Repent. Be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. And receive the Holy Ghost. Then the Spirit of God be in you and the Spirit of God help you to hear what the Spirit says to the congregation of called-out ones. To drive a car, you need a driver's license. To hear the Spirit of God, you need the Spirit of God. Amen. Let's turn to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4, starting in verse 1. Acts chapter four, verse one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 4 verse 1 then Jesus was led uh, by the spirit meaning the spirit in heaven which is still part of him but the part that did not come down to earth he was led Jesus was led by his his spirit in heaven into the desert was led into the desert to be tempted by the devil verse 2 And after he had fasted 40 days, after he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he then became hungry. Amen. I'd be pretty hungry too. And the tempter, the devil, came and said to him, if you are the son of Theos, command that these stones become bread. But he, Jesus, answered and said, It is written, mankind shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the others. Amen. Jesus was quoting the Old Testament. He did that all the time. Jesus very, very often quoted the Old Testament. And what he was quoting is the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3, as the note says there in Alpha and Omega Bible. Again, Jesus, what Jesus said was mankind should not live by bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of theos. Amen. So we know that we need, we need food we need to eat or else we will die but jesus said that we don't live only by bread alone but by every word every word that proceeded out of the mouth of fears so to live to be spiritually alive you must feed the spirit to live in the flesh you have to eat fleshly food, meat and fruit and vegetables in order to live in the flesh. But to live in the Spirit, to think in the Spirit, to talk in the Spirit, to listen to God in the Spirit, to hear the voice of God, we must feed the Spirit by the Word of God, by every word that comes out of the mouth of Theos. So if we want to be alive in the Spirit, we must feed the Spirit, the Scripture. To hear the voice of God and what God is saying to us, we need to be reading the Bible. And I recommend that you read the Bible every day, including the book of Maccabees. One Maccabees, two Maccabees, three Maccabees, four Maccabees. And you will find these books of Maccabees in the Alpha and Omega Bible. When you receive the Alpha and Omega Bible, you will find the book of Maccabees, also the book of Tobit, the book of Judas, the book of Baruch, and other books of the Bible that has been taken out of most Bibles, so the Alpha and Omega Bible. Cuts these original Bible books back into the Bible. Amen. Every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God would include the Apotheca. It would include the book of Macaulay. That is Scripture. Amen. And notice also that Jesus said this in the context or the setting of when he was fasting. And because that he said it while he was fasting, we need to understand that fasting is important to understanding the Word of God. Fasting is important to hearing what the Spirit is saying to the church. If we want to hear the voice of God, We need to read the Bible, but we also need to be fasting. And fasting is very much neglected or avoided in the false church. But in the true church, we should be fasting. Amen. And when you first start fasting, you need to start small. You need to start with fasting for only three hours or six hours. Then the next time you fast, fast for 6 hours or 12 hours. Then the next time you fast, fast for 12 hours or 18 hours or 24 hours. Then the next time you fast, fast for one day or two days. Then the next time, two days. And you keep doing this and you build up, you exercise, and improve your ability to fast. Now that is just for example you do not have to follow that exactly the way i said it it don't have to be exactly three hours and then exactly six hours and then exactly nine hours and then exactly 12 hours these are just examples that i am given you are free to fast whatever whatever number of hours that you can fast and that you want to start with and then continue to do that. And then the next week or two weeks later, add three hours onto it or add six hours or add 12 hours, however much you think you can do. Now, the Bible never tells us exactly how to fast. It does not. It never tells us exactly how to fast. So there's no Bible verse that says that when you fast that you must not drink water it does not say it even though Moses and Elijah and Jesus did fast without water no food and no water that is how they fasted sometimes but it never tells us that that is the only way to fast. It does not say that, and it also never tells us that that is the way we must fast. We must face reality that we are not as strong spiritually nor physically as strong as Moses or Elijah or Jesus. Because here in the Western world, in Australia, in America, in South Korea, We are very weak in our spirit, and we are very weak in our bodies because we are very accustomed to eating a whole lot, eating much, 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 much food all the time, big meals and processed foods with lots of chemicals that is weakening our body, and we are not accustomed to exercise and walking, and we are very weak in America, weak people, weak bodies, sick bodies. In America, it should not be that way, but that is the way that it is. Moses, Noah, Elijah, Jesus—those people that fasted for forty days with no water and no food—they were physically and spiritually very, very, very strong men. They were uh, people that. Uh, did not have the poison in the food that we have now that weakens our bodies. They did not have the television and the radio and the magazines and the internet that weakened our spirits. So for us to ever be able to fast for seven days or 14 days or 21 days or 40 days, before we're able to do that we first must repent we first must continue to strengthen our bodies and the Holy Ghost in us we must strengthen our mind our spirit our body and become very 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 close to God before we try to fast for 40 days or 20 days or seven days Because if you try to fast on physical ability, or as a babe in Christ, or as a person that's only been baptized for one month or six months, you're not going to be able to do what Moses did. You're not going to be able to do what Elijah did or Jesus did. You have to start small. You have to train your body. You have to train your mind. And you have to... uh, Grow in your ability of what you can do. God does not want us to kill ourselves. God does not want us to commit suicide or go to the emergency room because we starve ourselves to death. You cannot serve God if you kill yourself. So start small. Start small. Start with three hours, six hours, 12 hours, one day. Start really small. And I always drink water when I fast. That's me. That's me. That is what I need because of my medicines, because of my physical sickness, because of my physical weakness. I drink water. And if you want to fast without water, then that is between you and God. And I think it's a wonderful thing for a person to fast without water. But I cannot do it. And I believe in the mercy of God. I believe in the grace of God. I believe in the love of God that He knows what I'm able to do and what I'm not able to do. And there is no commandment in the Bible that I go without the water when I fast. So every person is different. And some people are able to drink water when they fast, and other people are able to fast without water. Some people can fast one day. Some people can fast seven days. Some people can fast 40 days. But we are not all the same. We are all different. We are different people with different bodies. Amen. So we are not to judge one another about fasting. The book of Romans, Romans 14 I think it is, says that we are not to judge one another about when we fast. So we must be careful about condemning one another rather than condemning one another we need to be encouraging one another supporting one another amen it takes time to change it takes time to grow in our spiritual abilities now Jesus is quoting the book of Deuteronomy so let's turn to the book of Deuteronomy which in the Alpha and Omega Bible is in the book of Law, volume number one. Let's turn to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8 because Jesus is quoting from the Old Testament, and we need to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter eight, and that book of Deuteronomy is right after the book of Numbers. So if you if you find Genesis, then Exodus, then Leviticus, then Numbers, then Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is the fifth book of the Old Testament. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and then Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1. Chapter 8, verse 1. You shall observe to do all the commands which I charge you today, that you may live. And be multiplied and enter in and inherit the land which Jesus your Theos swore to give to your forefathers. And you shall remember all the way which Jesus your Theos led you in the desert that you might that he might afflict you and try you, and that the things in your heart might be made manifest whether that you would keep his commandments or not this says that jesus god is testing us to see if we will obey him to see if we will keep his commandments and if we are going to keep observe obey all of his commandments he is testing us. And that is a good thing that he is testing us. That is not bad. It is good that he is testing us because he wants to know for sure who is worthy to enter paradise after the 1,100 years, after the lake of fire. Who is worthy? to enter the new heavens and new earth, paradise, new Jerusalem. Because if he allows a sinful person who is not worthy to enter paradise, then paradise will be corrupted, defiled. Paradise will not be paradise if he allows in bad people. So he must test you. He must test me. He must test every person. He must test your husband, your wife, your children, your brothers, your sisters, your friends. He must test every person because if he allows the wrong person to enter his kingdom in paradise, then everything is in vain. Everything is lost. And we will not have a perfect, happy paradise. God must be careful who he allows in. He must be careful who he allows to immigrate, immigrate into his kingdom, into his government, into his nation of God. God does not allow everyone to enter into his nation they first must repent they first must agree to keep the Ten Commandments they must agree that there is no God but Jesus they must agree to keep the seventh day to keep the Ten Commandments to keep the Holy Days Because he will not allow people into his nation, his kingdom, that are rebellious, wicked, sinful. This is a good law. It is his perfect immigration law. Amen. And it was the original immigration law in the Bible, originally, No one could come into the nation of Israel unless they agreed to worship the God of Israel. They had to agree to the Seventh Day and the Holy Days. They had to agree to the Ten Commandments. They had to agree to baptism, even in the Old Testament. They had to agree to baptism. Even in the days of Moses, even in the days of Noah, they had to agree to baptism and to the ten commandments. Even before, even before Moses was born, they had to agree to the Ten Commandments and the Holy Days and Baptism. Even in the days of Adam and Eve, there was baptism, there was the seventh day, there was the holy days. Always. This has always being. The Bible says that Jesus does not change, that Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. Jesus is the same forever. Amen. We serve the same God that Moses served. We serve the same God that Noah served, and Elijah served, and Paul, and Peter, and Luke, and John. We have the same God. The God of the Old Testament is the same God of the New Testament. Now let's read Deuteronomy 3, Chapter 8. And what verse was I am You know, Brittany. My lovely wife, Brittany, sitting here. Verse three. Is verse 3, the next verse I need to read. And verse 3 says, And he afflicted you and straightened you with hunger, or made you suffer with hunger, and fed you with manna, which was the bread from heaven, which was uh, a natural honey, is what it was. It was honey from the local insects, which God made, which your forefathers did not know. They knew not that you might that He might teach you. He is the teacher. But he also called me to be a teacher too but he is the head teacher he is the main teacher above me and i only teach what he teach i just follow him i copy him i teach his teachings and that he might teach you that man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of theos shall man live. Amen. People that do not read the Bible, they are spiritually dead. They might be physically alive, but spiritually they are dead if they do not read the Bible. If we are going to be alive spiritually, And be able to hear, speak, talk, walk, look, or listen with the spirit. Then we must be eating the Word of God, spiritually speaking. We must be reading the Scripture, all of the Scripture, including Maccabees, Tobit, Judith, and other books that you will find in the Alpha and Omega Bible. Amen. Then you will be able to hear the voice of God better as you continue and you continue and you continue to read the Bible and as you continue to keep the commandments and keep the seventh day and as you continue every week to listen to the sermons and participate and in this ministry, in this work, and become more involved in this ministry. You will be able to hear the voice of God stronger and more often as you, as you become more in love of God, even more than you are right now. As you grow more and more and more in love with Him and obey Him more and surrender to Him more, the more you will be able to hear the voice of God. It is a process. Now, another part of this is not only reading the Bible and fasting and praying, but also getting rid of the noise. Noise. Get rid of the noise that interferes with hearing the voice of god and that is junk websites such as the websites that has the y names the websites that teach the y names those are junk websites those are evil websites and that is what i call noise it is people talking on a junk website people typing words Words that you that you are reading, words that are satanic, words that are the why names like Yahshua and Yahweh and Jehovah, those are junk words. They are noise to the voice of God, and they interfere with you hearing the true voice of God. Amen. You have to stop reading those junk websites and also stop reading a lot of these conspiracy theory websites where they are constantly saying that jesus is going to come back tonight or jesus is going to come back this month or jesus is going to come back this year avoid those websites because it's impossible impossible for jesus to come back tonight Impossible for Jesus to come back this month. Impossible for Jesus to come back this year. Impossible. Because the Bible promises us that we will have the Great Tribulation. And the Great Tribulation will be 1,260 days, which is three and a half years. The Bible promises us. That we will have three and a half years of great tribulation and Jesus cannot come back until we have every day every month and every year of that great tribulation be done and finished before he returns the Bible is true it will not lie to us if we go by the original Bible and what the original Bible said Then it will not lie to us. And the scripture cannot be broken. If it says that we will have three and a half years of the great tribulation before he comes back, then that is the truth. And Jesus will not be back this year. So if you are reading a website or watching a video where they say Jesus is going to be back this year, then you need to stop reading that junk website because that website is a noise. It is a distraction. It is distracting you from the truth. It is deceiving you. It is a trap of the devil. So you have to get rid of the noise. Be careful what websites you read. Be careful watching videos, what videos that you watch. Be careful. And be careful what you watch on TV, because almost everything on TV, television, almost all of it is noise. Almost all of it is evil junk, homosexuality, Islam, adultery, murder, horror movies, all of that. Is junk it is noise and it interferes with you hearing the voice of God you have to get rid of the noise the bad sounds get rid of the bad sounds the bad videos the bad websites the bad doctrines the bad churches the bad bad books get rid of those things if you get rid of the bad then you can listen to the good And that's what repent means, to stop going the wrong way, to stop sinning, to stop the noise, to stop the sin, to stop the lies, to stop the false church, to stop the the bad websites, and instead, listen to the good, listen to the good website, the good Bible, the good translation, and the true doctrines. Repent. Is the first step. And then be baptized. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. God will forgive you of your sins. And then you continue the process every day, every week, every month, every year. You continue to grow in love with God. You continue to learn more truth. You continue to repent. Continue to get rid of more of the noise. And listen more to the voice of God it is a process now I'm going to share with you a miracle testimony of a miracle that happened to me many years ago I believe perhaps maybe 2007 11 years ago I had just recently gotten saved um, before this And I was still a babe in Christ, a baby in Christ. I was still young in Jesus, uh, having recently been saved before this happened. And I heard all these people in the Babylonian church tell me that God was talking to them. And they said, God said this, and God said that and God said this and God said that and I believed in God and I almost believed them too that God was talking to them but I also doubted whether God was talking to them and I did not know for sure if I should believe these people that God was talking to them and So one day at church, the pastor's wife and all of us, everybody there, we were all praying and we all had our eyes closed. And everybody in the church building was at the front of the building near the pulpit, the altar. Nobody was sitting in their chairs, all the chairs were empty. We were all gathered together in prayer at the altar when we finished praying the pastor's wife gave her testimony she said in her testimony that years before that she was at a church and she was praying with her eyes closed years before that and she said that she felt something drop into her lap into her, on her legs. She opened her eyes and saw what had dropped in her legs, what had hit her legs. And it was a little box, an index card box, where all these index cards were inside this little plastic box. And on every little card was names of people that they were praying for she said, God, what does this mean? And God said, these are your people and they are my people. She looked around to see who put this box of cards in her lap on her legs. And the only person that could have put this on her lap was a little child, a young little boy, maybe around five or six years old. And he had took the box from the altar and had laid it on her lap and just kept walking and just laid it there, just laid it there on her lap. Well, that was her testimony. That is what she said happened to her years before that. And we all went back to our chairs, to our seats. And when I got back to my chair, there was a bolt, like a screw, a little screw, a metal screw in my seat on my chair. And it was not there before. It was not there before. And it was laying in my seat, a little metal bolt, a metal screw and I picked it up and I said God what does this mean and he spoke in my mind in my heart he said in my mind in my heart he said I will fasten you that you would never leave me again, and I will bring together the pieces of the puzzle." that is what he said i will fasten you meaning i will tie you down to where you will not leave me again and that is what you do with a screw or a bolt is that you you tighten something to where it won't move i will tighten you to where you will not leave me you will not move away from me again you're going to stay with me forever and i will bring together the pieces of Of the puzzle. This is what God said to me. And then I knew that yes, God does talk to people. Yes, God does speak to his congregation, to those people who are worshiping him. And even though I was going to a Babylonian church at the time, he was speaking to me because I was searching for him and I was already accepting much truth I was already keeping the seventh day and the holy days I was I was living for him and I was repenting so even though I was in the wrong church he could see me and knew That I was repenting and accepting the truth and, and embracing the truth. And I was in love with him. And he wanted to speak to me, to continue to lead me eventually out of Babylon. And I did eventually leave that church because I had to. Because we all must leave Babylon. But I learned that, yes, he does speak to people, and I still carry that boat with me, that screw with me, to this very day. I took a string and tied it onto a string and made a necklace out of it. And to this very day, I still carry this necklace around my neck all the time, 24 hours a day, every day, a month, every year since that happened. I carry this around my neck to remind me of that time that God spoke to me. But that was not the last time he spoke to me. Amen. He continues to speak to me all the time. That was years ago. Two weeks after that happened, he spoke to me again. Two weeks after he gave me this boat, this crew, I started waking up every morning with the words in my mind, in my heart, in my mind, was the words, a satanic clock off Panther Creek Road. Satanic clock off Panther Creek Road. And at first, I did not know if this was my imagination or if it was God, but I had those same words in my mind every morning, every morning, every morning, the same words in my mind as soon as I woke up. So one day, I went down that road, Panther Creek Road, looking for the satanic clock. And there on the side of the road was a sign. And the sign said clock repair. It had an arrow to turn. And I turned there where the arrow was, where it said clock repair. Remember, God said satanic clock off Panther Creek Road. And this sign off Panther Creek Road said clock repair. So I turned there with the sign was, and I drove my car, and I could not find any clock repair. It was not there. Even to this very day, I have never been able to find a clock repair place on that road. But when I was driving my car looking for the clock repair place. I saw a house that had a pagan sun spear on the front porch. A lot of people have this. It is like a gold-colored raven image of the sun. It's made out of metal or aluminum, and it is like the sun with a bunch of rays, a whole bunch of sun rays around it. This is a pagan evil symbol. It is sun worship. So when I saw that on that house, I suspected that maybe that was where God was taken. So I turned the car around, and I passed the house again, and I went past their backyard. And when I looked in their backyard, I saw some wind chimes, hanging on a tree, and the wind was blowing those wind chimes, and it looked like I was watching a movie where the wind chimes were blowing in slow motion. And I turned the car around again, and then this third time of passing the house for the third time, I saw something else. And it was a huge bird of prey some kind of raptor bird that was sitting on top of the old shed in their backyard. This huge, big, large bird in their backyard. And when I saw that large bird in their backyard, I knew for sure this was the house. This was the house that God was taking me to but then what was I supposed to do next I had found where God was taking me, but I did not know what to do so I went to work and after work I went to my grandmother's house I told my grandmother I called my pastor or the pastor's wife, and I, I asked all these people, please pray for me about what to do. What am I supposed to do about this house? It was the same day, later that night, when I left my grandmother's house, when I turned on, when I turned on the car, a voice came out of the radio. A voice out loud came from the radio of my car. As soon as I turned the car on, a voice came out of the radio. And the voice from the radio said, why has God taken you to this house? This is what I heard out loud from the radio. Why has God taken you to this house? And the next words I heard from the radio was, "Because you are going to lead that person to Jesus Christ, and it will be the first person that you have ever led to Jesus Christ. That is why God is taking you to that house." And then the next words from the radio was, "Why else?" why else did he put a piece of the puzzle in their backyard? Amen. Why else? Why did he put a piece of the puzzle in their backyard? That bird in their backyard was a piece of the puzzle. And remember that just two weeks before that, God had given me this boat, this crew, and said to me, I will fasten you that you will never leave me again, and I will bring together the pieces of the puzzle. The voice on the radio said, why did he put a piece of the puzzle in their backyard? Because you are going to lead that person to Jesus Christ. And I heard that out loud from the radio, and there has been other times, other times also that God spoke to me through the radio or through the TV or through the Bible or through another preacher or another sermon or another person or a magazine or a song on the radio. Sometimes it is more in my mind. Sometimes it is in my heart. Sometimes it's a very small, very quiet, very silent voice. And other times it is out loud on the radio. He speaks to me in different ways. But it required me. To obey him listen to him and be willing to believe that it was him not just me going crazy in that God does speak but we must be willing to obey him I believe that God speaks to everybody I believe that God speaks to every one of you In different ways. It might be just by listening to this sermon. Or when you read the Bible, God may speak to your heart while you read the Bible. Or while you're listening to a worship song, that He speaks to your mind, your mind or in your heart. But the way that you will recognize His voice stronger and better. Is by continuing to read the Bible, continue to surrender to Him, to follow Him, to obey Him, and to believe Him, and to put Him first. Amen. And as you continue to do all these things and fast, He will bless you, speak to you more, and you will learn His voice, and you will learn how to recognize when it is just your imagination when it is just your words and when it is his words you will be able to know the difference after you continue to obey him more and read the bible more and fast more and and worship him more that's very important we need to worship god more cut some gospel music on the radio or onto a CD or on the computer. There are a whole list of worship songs on the website at I Saw the Light Ministries. You can go to i saw isawthelightministries.com and go to the page that says More Pages, and then, then look for where it says Audio. And in the audio section, it will have a a page for music, or you can just search for music on the bottom of any of the pages. And there is a, a whole page of worship music that you can listen to for free, and you can download these worship songs onto your computer. And once you download them onto your computer the first time, you can keep listening to them over and over and over without having to download them from the internet again. You can save them to your computer so that you can listen to them even without the internet if you save them to your computer or onto your phone. And some of these songs is the songs that we sing here, here in the worship service before the sermon, some of the same songs. So, you can learn these songs from the website that we sing when you come for services for the sermon, the same songs. And worshiping God is very important, not just on the seventh day of the week, but also in the other days throughout the week. It is very important that you take time during the week to listen to worship music get down on your knees raise your hands to heaven and speak out loud in worship to God say father I love you and ask God to give you understanding. ask God for the truth ask God for discernment, and other things that are spiritual to ask God for. Do not ask God only for the physical things like money and rent and cars. But rather, you need to also ask God for spiritual things, spiritual discernment, spiritual truth, spiritual understanding. And worship him out loud and cry to him and share your heart with him tell him what you are worried about share with God your concerns and your questions ask God questions and ask him for the truth the Bible says you do not have because you do not ask for it. So if you do not have it, you need to ask for it. If you do not have enough understanding, then you need to ask for it. Amen. God is good. And He will give us what we ask for if we are true to Him. If we live for Him, serve Him, love Him, and are willing to get rid of the noise and listen to Him more, repent of our sins, be baptized, and He will bless us spiritually. Spiritually. We don't need all the money of this world. We don't need nice houses. We don't need nice cars. What we need is more of his spirit. And that takes, that requires baptism. Reading the Bible, praying and worshiping him and obeying him, and you will learn the voice of God more, amen. Well, that is the sermon today, that's all thank you for listening and I would like to invite you if you have never joined in the chat room on Thursday night which in Australia and Korea will be Friday morning if you have never joined us for the chat room then I really encourage you and I invite you into coming to the chat room with us here in the United States Thursday nights, every Thursday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. So that would be 8 o'clock Central time and 7 o'clock Mountain time, 6 o'clock Pacific time, every Thursday night. And in Australia, uh, it might be 10, 10.30, 11 o'clock in the morning according to where you are in, <clears throat> in Australia. And that is not on the same website that we listen to services. It's on a different website. And I have already emailed uh, Sharon and Sajina uh, about how to listen, how to come to the chat room. So Sajina and your sister Sharon, if you can come into the chat room, uh, please let me know. I sent you the information and the link to how to get to the chat room. So please let me know about about if you can join in the chat with us this next week. That's Thursday night, Thursday night in America, Friday morning in Australia. We hope to see you in the chat room next Thursday or next Friday, and. Uh, If you have not yet ordered your own copy of the Alpha and Omega Bible, I really encourage you
1: to order the
0: Alpha and Omega Bible uh, so that you can read with us during the sermon from the most accurate Bible translation that there is. Guarantee you, promise you that this is the most accurate Bible translation. I have proved that, and there is proof of it, on the website total undeniable proof on the website that the Alpha Animator Bible is the most accurate Bible translation that we have and I will continue to make it better and better every week every month every year I will continue to make it an even better translation uh, it takes time lots of energy and lots of time It's not perfect, I do not claim that it is 100% perfect. I am continuing, I continue to update it and to edit it to make it even better. But it is the best translation and I promise you that. Thank you for listening. I hope that the rest of the seventh today will be very restful a very A blessing, I pray that you have had a great and wonderful seventh day. I pray that you have been blessed by this sermon. And I say all of this in the name of Jesus, so be it, amen.